Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith and Fandom Podcast. This is Hector Mirai, and today I am joined with Tesh. Say hi, Tesh. Hello. And um, before we go any further, I want to take a moment to let you know that Faith and Fandom is now officially a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, and you can find the show over at lovethynerd.com slash faithandfandom. But uh, Tesh, like, in, you know, just a few minutes before we start recording, this was the first time we've spoken, spoken. Um so introduce us. Who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> like, why are we talking? What's up? My name is Tesh. Uh, that is a completely made up name from fourth grade when I got super into Star Wars. It's now legally my name because when I was changing my last name when I got married, we were just like, eh, let's throw in some fake Star Wars middle names. That is fantastic. <laughs> um, obviously, I really like Star Wars. It's my really big fandom um, since the... Uh, re-releases in the late 90s came out and have been super into it since then. Um, I also really like all of the star franchises, so Star Trek, uh, Stargate, which is the reason that I'm an archaeologist today, uh, was because of that show, uh, Lord of the Rings, like pretty much a little bit of any of the mainstream stuff. Um, my big claim to fame is I do teach and run a, a lightsaber school in North Central West Virginia. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about that later, but my husband and I uh, run that together. And I also do a couple of things on the side as gear saber cosplay when I want to do something that's not Star Wars related. Even it, it does still have a nice Star Wars ring to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, sweet. That that is an impressive intro with that of you know just here because. You know, you, I think you're officially the first lightsaber school I've heard of. Like, I see, like, the only time I've seen anything about a lightsaber school before was, like, a bad Instagram ad where they were advertising discount lightsabers that Now, those were... things always steal footage from all the actual lightsaber groups. Right. And once I got the ones I ordered for my kids in the mail, I was like, oh, this is hogwash. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's with that because I remember I saw one of those commercials. I was like, oh, that looks really great, and I ordered some for my kids, and I was like, these are Dollar Tree savers, and I was like, oh, womp womp. Um, so like you said, you started with the nineties. Like, what do you love about Star Wars? Um, honestly, at the beginning, it was really just about Darth Maul. Just super obsessed with Darth Maul. Um. The reason I became interested in the person who is my husband now is because he fights with a double-bladed lightsaber in our lightsaber group. Uh, my performance costume is a Dathomirian like Darth Maul. Uh, we have a rule in our house that every single room has to have Darth Maul and Boba Fett in it, because that's how obsessed we are. Um, but I guess big picture, what I really love about Star Wars is it brings people together. Um, there's just so few things that are universally loved even a lot of nerdy things are kind of niche like not everybody's into anime not everybody's into star trek but pretty much anybody has some sort of star wars connection that is i mean and that's i know that there's you know also the stereotype of the you know star wars has its own toxic fandom but i think everything has its own toxic attachments and fandom as well yeah. but I, I think star wars does a lot more for unification than it does for uh, anything else now uh, on on Maul? Are you a cinematic purist with Maul? Are you a Clone Wars and Rebels Maul? Like where are you where do you stand? Um, I definitely like live action the best. I was able to meet Ray Park at a con, and he held my lightsaber and had a really great uh, interaction with him. Um, but Sam Witwer's voice acting is 
absolutely phenomenal. So I'm not going to complain about any mall content that we get in any form. Are you st- are you holding out any kind of hope for a solo sequel to get more mall? Um, I don't think we're going to get more. If we did, I'd be excited. But um, I'm sure Ray Park wouldn't be like super thrilled since everybody was like, oh, how dare you age in the 20 years that you've been off screen and all of that drama. That's one of the things I did enjoy, at least with uh, season seven of Clone Wars, was that Ray came in to do the choreography for the Ahsoka mall yeah, fight. Yeah, that was like, so cool. You could, you could tell. I mean, there's some. Yeah, you definitely can. I thought that was neat with that. Um, what's I don't even know if this is a great question to ask, but what's your least favorite thing about Star Wars? Um, I think something not super uh, toxic because <laughs> there's yeah. definitely little like pet peeves that I have, like people who just like Baby Yoda because he's cute. But no, it's it's fine. That's your entry point <laughs> to Star Wars. Um. It's really probably the toxicity, just because with running a lightsaber group, we encounter it pretty often. People who are like, oh, well, you'll be down to bash blah, blah, blah with me. And um, with it being an organization, I mean, you know how it is. Like, you never want to be negative at your booth or at a show. So right. I feel like I've kind of trained the negativity out of me just from years of like trying to be in that like customer service, interactive mindset. You don't want to leave people with, like a bad taste in their mouth for what you're doing or their experience with it. And that makes a big yeah. deal. Um, so in terms of your fandom, when it comes to star Wars and things, you said that uh, it's, it started with you in the nineties. My, uh, I didn't like my, I think my first star Wars exposure was Muppet babies. <laughs> like, cause I don't remember, like, I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember Darth Vader was on, Muppet Babies for a minute and they did like a Star Wars episode and for the longest time that's all I knew about Star Wars <laughs> was like the OG Muppet Babies and then um like 94 um I had a very lazy science teacher um in freshman year of high school and so for like 2 3 weeks we just watched the original uh Star Wars trilogy as in our 40 minutes of class that's amazing (laughs) and so we just did that and that was the first time i'd ever watched star wars and then you know that was late mid to late 90s and then right after that was when the re-releases came out so like i went to go see those in theaters and that's kind of been a big thing for me but i think the my kids over the pandemic like because my kids always liked star wars um but i took them to see force awakens and that was the first one day actually saw in theaters but like over pandemic we watched rebels and clone wars and everything else and that's really just kind of solidified them a lot more into it um with your general star wars passion like i see with your amazing book collection back there what's your favorite star wars print book um this is controversial but the Courtship of Princess Leia, which is the old expanded universe version of Han and Leia getting together. Um, they kind of re-released the story with Disney canon of uh, the princess and the scoundrel, which actually has a really cool uh, galactic star cruiser tie-in in that book. Okay. Um, but I love Courtship of Princess Leia because that's actually the first time we get Dathomir and the Night Sisters, and then they just pulled from that when they were doing the Disney show. 
and there's a couple of other like really cool uh um world building things from there and for me like i love dathomir and i didn't i played jedi uh fallen order before i watched clone wars or anything with that Um, so my first experience with Dathomir was like being terrified running around, um, (laughs) with like, you know, the night sisters popping up and killing me and chasing me around. So like, you know, it's like, by the time I got around to actually watching some content with Dathomir in it, I'm like, I don't like this. (laughs) Cause like, I I I really liked it when I was little because, um, there's a character, um, who's half night sister well not half night sister but half death Marian and then half from another planet so and i'm a biracial kid so star wars was this like connection to american culture when we were living abroad for a couple of years my parents were doing mission work and then like having a biracial character so i just got like super like fixated on that whole concept and it's a matriarchal society so i'm like oh like girl power and, and all this stuff and that's one of the things too. Like, if you are a fan of Dathomir or Dathomir, what's the, what would you say is the best content to read other than that? Mm, probably the, I think it's called Son of Dathomir comic books about Darth Maul. It's a couple of, uh, along with, I'm um, blanking on the name, but the continuation of Ventress and Quinlan Boss's story mm-hmm. is one of the things that came out after the Clone Wars was, was canceled that would have been in Clone Wars if it had continued. Gotcha. So it really flows like storyline wise directly out of that. Because for folks that you know not d- haven't w- done anything beyond just the primary movies, they are just kind of like missing the whole bubble on yeah what that is. So it's I'm so excited with the Ahsoka series that we're going to get more about Dathomir just because of the rumors about uh what's her name uh, Morgan Elspeth's character uh, that character okay she's from Dathomir. Um, what is like, just to ask you this, I'll, I'll get off your star Wars stuff in a second talk more about the, the important stuff. Um, what is your, uh, what's your favorite movie in the series and what's your favorite, uh, show experience and maybe not even just the whole show, like episode or something. Mm, I'd say movie, definitely episode one. So obsessed with, uh, Darth Maul. So obsessed with Qui-Gon Jinn. I feel like those two characters like shaped all of my opinion about like what type of guy I wanted to date and all those things. (laughs) Um, In terms of show, this is dark, but when um, Darth Maul kills Satine, sorry if that's a spoiler for anybody. That's such a good moment. So good. And like, that's, I remember just being wrecked with that, but I'll also like, and I know it's, you know, McGregor says it's not, or not McGregor, but the voice actor for uh, uh, Obi-Wan says it wasn't, you know, necessarily intentional, but the fact that it was uh, another Ewan McGregor character and a Satine, and yeah. I'm a big, and Moulin Rouge fan, I was like, that's not okay, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I think one of my favorite moments in all of the Clone Wars was, uh, Went not then, but when Satine almost died in a previous episode, and Obi just says, "I would have left the Jedi Order if you just said so." And I was like, "I feel that. I feel that in my soul." Um, so tell me about your organization. Tell me about what you do. Tell me like what it is, why it exists, what's cool about it. Yeah, definitely. So it's called the Outer Rim Praxium Lightsaber School. 
Uh, we've been around for, uh, it'll be eight years in August. Um, I joined a little bit after its founding. I just moved to a new area for work, looking for something to do, um, and had connected with the guy who founded it at a local Comic-Con. So I got involved that way. Um, and what we do is really different than a lot of the other lightsaber groups that you may have seen online. You have your people where it's kendo or fencing with lightsabers, very competitive. It's a sport. You have people on the other end of the spectrum who are doing more of like a choreographed theater show. So what we're trying to do is in between all of the fighting is unchoreographed, but we do try to bring in like those theatrical elements and um, different bits. And we call ourselves lightsaber WWE because we're not trying to tell a pure Star Wars story. We're, I was so excited to tell you about this. <laughs> I'm pumped. To put on like a show <laughs> with characters that are all based on like a stereotype or a very simple backstory. So it's not your Jedi blah 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 who came here and in this year you did this and this year you did that. You're just you're the police Jedi or you're the the witch Sith or you're the cat burglar Sith or it's all like just stereotypes that we have fun with. Um, we, I did just make us a belt recently, so it says uh, ULC for Ultimate Lightsaber Fighting Champion. Uh, I actually put that with me on Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> um, but we have a whole season, so the season itself is competitive. We don't know who's going to win a fight, but we do plan out little bits. Like, for example, in my most recent show, uh, my husband and I were performing at a Comic-Con called Legendary Con, and I planted a plastic banana in the audience. So we did an epic saber lock. He stole my lightsaber. I'm like, oh, no, I don't have a weapon. I'm running over the crowd like, hey, does anybody have anything I can use? Grab the banana from the kid that I had given it off to and threaten him with a banana. Everybody's freaking out. And he puts down the lightsaber. Everybody is like losing it because they thought it was hilarious. Um, I've gone after people with metal chairs before. Just like anything that we can kind of borrow from pro wrestling, we'll try to put into our shows. That's fantastic. So like uh how like how do you get involved with your school? Um we don't charge for classes or anything, so we just every time we have uh, spots open up, we just make out a general call for recruiting. Um we're completely volunteer based. We don't charge for classes or anything, but that does mean that everybody kind of needs to give back. So we're training everybody to do video editing, we're training everybody to film, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's about 15 of us currently which is a pretty good size for us. Um, and we practice uh, four to five hours a week. So you're getting all those martial abilities. We teach improv. Um, we work on our character intros because we all have walkout songs. We all have finishing moves and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> so like, are your walkout songs like just like instrumental stuff or are you going with like legit like bangers or like what's your like what's your uh, song we've had to become more careful over time just as we build a higher profile so right now it's a lot of instrumental copyright free stuff um we're already obviously playing with disney ip so yeah. we try to have as like few possible issues as possible um also to kind of get around that we uh, fundraise for the local children's hospital so that way like we're not taking any money and at least we're giving back to the community of uh, somebody does decide that they're not okay with us doing lightsaber WWE. 
Um, so in that, like, uh, do you have a brand of lightsaber you recommend or promote or endorse for like for your school? Um, not officially. I use Ultra Sabers, um, but that's mostly because that was just one of the few companies that were around when I was getting started on this about seven years ago. There are so many companies out there. And the main difference is really just the customer service, like what you experienced, where uh, what you bought online wasn't what you uh, thought you were going to get. So companies like uh, Crimson Dawn, uh, Rebel Sabers, they all have Fire Sabers. They all have good reputations for customer service. So they might all be selling the same product that comes out of off of like AliExpress. But the difference is like you're getting your electronics backed by somebody who will actually give you a refund or try to help you out with a repair. So to ask you this because I I I, I have an ultra saber that's like my go-to saber. Um but like uh have you used the sabers from like uh Galaxy's Edge? Oh, uh, we got one in February because we went there for our honeymoon, but they're not recommended for dueling because the LEDs that run through the blade can die when they get hit. So there's two different types of lightsabers. You have your base lit, so it's basically a fancy flashlight. Right. Um, and then you have your uh, like Xenopixel, Neopixel, where the LEDs are running through the blade. And that's what they have at Disney, because you can get the really cool effects with like the light actually traveling up the blade and all of that. But it doesn't hold up super well to combat. Uh, plus, they're a little bit heavier. And because we're trying to go for more of a show versus a sport, we don't go with padding. So we have to do a thinner blade just to be a little bit safer. I was just asking because like I got some, I got my kids one. We did the whole experience where you go in and build it with the theatrics and everything. Loved yeah. that. Um, but I was like, I've not actually played around too much with those. Cause it's like, I don't know how strong these are. Like I know my ultra saber one's great. Cause like when I got it, um, I was, I tried to swing full force just in the air and hit my ceiling. <laughs> and put a and put a hole in my ceiling in my saber's pond. So I was like, okay. The, yeah, the, the one thing I was not prepared for, and it's a core memory of terror for me now, is um I didn't know about the voice and the batteries of <laughs> the ultra saber where it goes mm -hmm. like um like when your batteries die or your changing it goes obsidian. And I'm yeah. like <laughs> I'm like, I was alone like right over there <laughs> nobody else was in my house and i heard this like childlike whisper <laughs> voice and i'm like it was it was the worst um so what do you think is the best thing from your uh, school like what's the biggest benefit to the people involved to your community um i would say even though we're not a faith-based organization our members come from all kinds of different backgrounds um, a lot of the stuff that we do is still geared towards making people's lives better, bringing them joy. And all of us who are part of the group are like your stereotypical, like Comic-Con nerd, like two thirds of us have some sort of anxiety disorder and half of us have some kind of depression and we're all super awkward talking to people in public. So just being able to take people like that who have never been able to even do public speaking and then train them to be able to go up on stage and be like yelling in character insults and running through the crowd and all of that stuff is just a really good feeling, really rewarding to be able to 
give people skills that then are going to help them in their lives, going to help them at work, help them with their uh, their family relationships. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, I'll include show notes and everything for whenever this goes out of like where to check you out and stuff. Is there, um, is there anything that you've put out like content wise for your school that you're really proud of? Like, um, kind of think through what we've done recently. It's been a really busy year. We actually went on vacation this year and that just like threw all the other stuff out of, out of black. Um, there's a really cool series. I'm trying to remember if it's still pinned on Instagram or not, or not a series, but a couple of videos that a local videographer, Dark Hills, um, did for us. That's just like really close up kind of gritty angles and it really makes the lightsabers, um, look cool. But it's me and one of my students, Akuma Doling, and you just really get like the, like dramatic faces as people are falling over and dying and all, um, the videographer added some really cool sound effects. So, I'll have to make sure to send you that. Awesome. That'll be great. And, you know, you had mentioned too, like uh, about with your husband, I think one of the first things that I just really like took note of, like seeing your socials and everything was like y'all's story a little bit. Um, So you said that, you know, his, uh, his star Wars vibe matched with yours. So how, like what, how did that all go down? Like, um, so we met uh, when I first joined. I did not like him at all when we first met. <laughs> um, Appropriate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if some of that was, I don't know if you're familiar with the term LARP lead, but like when you're doing a role playing thing, stuff can kind of seep into your real life. And he plays a Jedi and I play a Sith and there were some like real life, like personality clashes. Um, but uh we became friends over time just from running the group together, dealing with like ups and downs, people quitting, drama with uh, whatever else, trying to keep this group going. Um, around that same time, a couple of years into the lightsaber dueling, I went through a really bad divorce. I was coming out of a um, emotionally abusive relationship and I just kind of poured everything back into the lightsaber group. Um, I, that was the very first time I started playing video games. Um, I played Gears of War, which is the reason for the other part of our uh, Gear Saber cosplay name. Um, and then our very first official date was actually free pizza from a Comic-Con. We'd set up our booth and they had free pizza and soda for people. So we sat out on the trunk of the car and that's what we consider our first date um, at our local uh West Virginia PopCon in Morgantown, West Virginia. Um, then the following year, it just so happened that my parents were traveling through on their way to go camping somewhere. So Jeff had gotten them to, oh, you should come check out our show at the con. We're going to be in the parking lot. He invited a couple of other friends and family just like, oh, yeah, it's a really big show. Really excited. Um, I was starting to get suspicious because he was acting weird. Um, so we did our whole tournament. Uh, it just so happened that the two of us ended up in the very last fight. Um, he apparently left his leg open, so that way I would go for his leg so he could go down onto one knee naturally. He pulled out the ring. <laughs> it was very smooth. <laughs> That's nice. That's like, because like I've seen that. I've like seen footage but like the fact you know it's like you left your leg open you know it's like that's that is very smooth yeah 
that's really cool that y'all could have that to connect with. And, you know, just, I, I know that everything on social media in some ways is like highlight reels, but like, it really was kind of like very fairy tale vibe of watching that all transpire. Um, yeah. Has it, has it been like, how has, don't, if I'm getting too personal, please let me know. Um, uh, has it been easier to do the school and everything together now as a couple? Um, I would say yes, just because when we swap back and forth to he's in charge in the lightsaber group and I'm the secondary and we swap back to we're equal partners in our relationship, we've had to be very intentional about uh, communication. So I think we're in a lot better place than we would have been without having that experience because we have to be very clear about if he's giving a direction as the leader of the group versus if he's giving a suggestion as my partner versus if he's expressing concern as my friend versus if he's telling me, no, don't do that as the leader of the group. So we've had to like really work hard at that communication and that's made us a lot stronger. Okay. That's awesome. And you had mentioned your vacation. Is that galaxy's edge? Is that how? Yeah. Um, so we did, we got married in lockdown, so it was super small. Um, we did a sequel wedding because it's Star Wars, where just a whole big Star Wars themed wedding. This was actually shortly after we went to Geek Church at a Galaxy Con. So we were like, oh, we should have Hector come and be the DJ. But like, no, he can't drive all the way to West Virginia. Um, for the record, I would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Galaxy Con Richmond, right? Uh. I think or, it was Raleigh. Raleigh, okay. okay. I wasn't yeah. sure what the West Virginia, if that was which one was which. Okay. Um, so we had a full Star Wars wedding. We had a first duel instead of a first dance. Our entertainment was our other students dueling. Um, That's fantastic. We had to wait a little bit on the honeymoon just because with COVID, we didn't want to spend all the money um, and then have things not be the full experience. Um, but we had a very generous, um, wedding or a honeymoon donation from an estranged uh, father. So we had the money to go all out with our honeymoon and we ended up going to Galactic Star Cruiser down in Disney. So that was our very first time as adults in Disney. So we got to do uh, Galaxy's Edge. We got to do Galactic Star Cruiser um, as our honeymoon. That's fantastic. And, you know, and just in the nick of time with that, because like I've, I've, not been like heartbroken, but I think I've been sad like almost every day since I found out it's closing. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the time or finances to go. And even I was, uh, I was speaking at a Bible camp in Orlando area this summer. And I'm like, do I have the time to like schedule some time? I was, I was like, I don't like everything's sandwiched up with that. Um, that is really cool. Um, but yeah, I totally would have come and DJ do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's really cool. Uh, so tell me, like, what's your what's the best part about the Star Cruiser? Um, I'd say there's two things. Okay. So how the Star Wars fandom can be extremely toxic. I would say the Star Cruiser uh, sub fandom is one of the most positive places that you can imagine. Um, it's just because of the quality of the show that they put together um and just the skill of the actors they come out and they make every single person there 
feel like they're the hero of the story. They look at you and they remember your name. They remember things about you. Um, hours later, they treat you with so much respect and um, and like, genuine love when they look at you. And that just transfers over to all of the people who go there. And then we all are treating each other that way when we're interacting on Facebook. I don't think you would have any other situation where you're spending money on a very expensive vacation. But then before that trip, you go and you spend your own time and money to make gifts for other passengers and you create stories to interact wow. with passengers because it's just such a, a, like a warm and creative environment and everyone's just like pouring all of that into each other. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> so um, you said that was one. What's the other? Um, the other um, is a group of characters that they created for Star Cruiser. I was trying to remember if you have done a devotional or an episode about uh, Rogue One yes. and the Guardians of the Wills. I haven't done that. Okay. But yeah, I was yeah. trying to remember. I did one on Rogue One, but not to that specific. Okay. I would say that the character concept they came up with for Star Cruiser is probably like the most faith-based Christian thing to come out of Star Wars. And it was really cool. And the more I keep thinking about this analogy, the more little things um, fall into place. But basically, when the Guardians of the Wills Temple was destroyed on Jeddah, there were some people who survived, and they no longer have a home, but they want to travel across the galaxy and keep trying to spread like the message of the Force and peace and connection all around the galaxy. Um, their descendants are called the Saja, which they say means teacher. So they all show up on Star Cruiser. Um, they're all wearing kind of like Jedi-esque uh, costuming, but they're not themselves Jedi. They're just disciples of this faith, and they're, they're spreading this message because they're waiting for the Jedi to come back. And they're trying to preserve the teachings, they're trying to preserve the relics in hopes that they might one day be able to see a genuine force either. So it's just such a cool, like it's like an early church type concept where there's all these people who are like, they don't know that they're going to see the second coming of Christ. Like they don't know if they're going to see miracles and all of these things, but they're, they just have faith and they're preserving that, that tradition for the next generation. Um, the other thing that made it really special is all of the actors are so intuitive and so good with their improv that they're just picking up on things that you might say or things about your personality. And then they're telling you this story about how they're waiting for the Jedi, about how they're preserving this knowledge, but it's all customized. So for example, when Jeff and I went there without even talking about our lightsaber group, um, just like making little jokes about like, oh, I'm a Sith, you're a Jedi. The Saja somehow picked up on it and then was able to kind of turn to us in moments uh, close to the finale when we're all like trying to fight and get through the storyline and would say these like beautiful, meaningful things to us about, I sense that you're a leader and it's really important that you stay strong and you, and you lead your people together and you're united. And then we're just over there like crying because how does this cast member somehow pick up on the fact that we run a lightsaber group together. 
Um, and it's not the only story like that. Like there's stories of people who were going through like a medical issue and Asadra would just come up to them and talk about, you need to have hope. You're going to get through this. You and your wife are together and that's all you need. And like people are coming out of this experience, like genuinely changed. Um, and like, yes, it's Disney and they're in it to like try to bring in people and make money and it's a made up thing, but it's like having these really cool impacts on people. And yeah. I just wish that like it wasn't going away so that more people could experience it. And I wish that um, we weren't seeing a better version of what it is to be a faith-based person and a follower of Christ from something fictional. Because like that's what the church should be, is somewhere where people are coming in and they're just so amazed by the love and respect that they want to keep being part of that experience. Well, and I've, that's kind of a discourse I've had with a lot of people is that a, a lot of times the con environment can be that more than the church environment can be of yeah. where you can go in, feel more loved, more accepted, more seen in a con circle. And sometimes than you can in, you know, a church environment. So I, I feel that completely. And I am sad it's going away, especially knowing it's that impactful. Cause yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Cause like my 10 year old, I mean, I guess it's been two years now, but my 10 year old still, even just from the like little saber building class thing, she got a lot just from that dude's interaction with her. So I know that on that level, it'd be that much bigger and that stronger. Um, So, do you have any future goals for your school and for your cosplay? Like, is there any future goals that you have set ahead of you for what's coming next? Um, honestly, it's trying to replicate some of the star cruiser experience for our shows. Um, they brought in a lot of really amazing immersive directors who specialize in some of the really big LARPs who specialize in improv comedy. So I've been trying to consume as much of that as I can. So that way we can do similar things um at our shows so just bringing up an even higher level of interaction with the audience we're trying to remember people's names to make those personal connections um we're looking into getting like some color changing resin crystals right now so that way we can do kind of our version of a little like lightsaber experience where like you hold it in your hand and then the piece in your hand is going to make the crystal change color just stuff like that to try to preserve some of that uh magic that's going away and just keep increasing the, the quality of our shows now um how many shows do you guys go to um they're not all comic cons but i would say we do between 20 and 30 shows a year some wow. of those are pretty small like a birthday party or uh, a christmas parade or that kind of thing some of them are full-on three-day cons okay I've not been on the con scene in West Virginia. Is it? How is it? Um, it's mostly little shows. There's a lot of little one day things like mini cons that are run by like a library uh, kind of thing. There's a pretty big anime show called Subasa Con, um, and then a couple of like they've been around forever, but they're not like, huge shows. So we definitely love to get into some of the bigger stuff without sacrificing the um, community stuff. Uh, are you guys coming back to GalaxyCon anytime soon? Or um, I'd like to. We try to do one 
con that's just for fun with my little sister every year, Kaylee. Yeah. So when we came to see you, we were all on Mortal Kombat and we were just like there to come and like see celebrities and hang out. But it's yeah. nice to have that break from the work con. And I, I rarely, I don't know the last show I've gone to just for fun. I think I'm going to meet the voice actor for uh, Krillin and uh, from Dragon Ball Z, uh, Sunny Straight, um, at an anime con in September, sometime maybe. I was just like, I was like, I looked at the booth prices. I was like, no, it's <laughs> like I'm just gonna go meet this guy. Call it a day because uh, they're doing uh, nearby. There's a Wizard of Oz theme park. Okay, um, it's a thing. It, it's a thing, and it's been a thing for uh, like 50 years. But like it shut down early on, and now they only open up like a month out of the year. Huh. Um, and it's in it's in the mountains of North Carolina. And so, like, it's right near that. So I'm like going to try and make a weekend out of just go enjoy that. But uh, that's really cool. Um, so for wrap up, is there anything you want to share? Is there anything you want to let people know? Anything you want to encourage people with? You no pressure. Um, just... I think I just like to let you know, like, how important you've been for the past two years since we came to Geek Church. Um, it's it's partially on me because I'm not the best about getting to church every Sunday, but some of that's also just the disconnect with the nerdy things and the church thing and definitely have the, have the negative experiences of church hurt from the past couple of years with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, so even just the things like uh, the Comic-Con aftermath videos, where else am I going to get somebody who understands how frustrating it is to not have the right size table or how important a good booth neighbor is. I love listening to those. <laughs> as with those, especially like those started simply because like um, I was doing when Vincent was still working with me, like there was, we would do a show and like, there'd be so many things just like, there's nobody else that's going to understand this stuff. So I'm just going to put it online. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, hoping to kind of rip you off and do our own little aftermath thing. Please. Cool, like recapping and giving shout outs to the people who made your day and all of that. Uh, please do. You have my full consent and blessing. <laughs> I'll make you a graphic. Not that you need my help with that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, if people want to check your stuff out, if people want to see what you're doing online or see any of this stuff, where should they go? What should they do? Uh, Outer Rim Praxium on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Okay. We have a link tree, so there's like a website and all that kind of stuff. But most of our most of everything we do is on those three platforms. Okay. Sweet. And um, I just want to say thank you um for like I know we haven't like talked a lot or anything, but like you know just for one, thank you for coming to Geek Church. And I say this like. Anytime I'm talking about Geek Church is the fact that if somebody pays like $50 to get in a door and then decides to go sit in a church service with what they're going to do with their time, I'm like, that's that's kind of important. Um, and even with that, you know, I always do appreciate GalaxyCon because even the shows like they're in. I don't think it was the year that year, but one year I didn't have my booth because of a scheduling conflict on my end and they still gave me the church service. So, you know, I'm I'm dealing with even with how they're setting up this year i'm i'm not happy with the i'm i'm preemptively being grumpy about the setup but like <laughs> you know like even with that you know they're still working with me and they're still giving me that opportunity so 
I'm I'm really grateful for that with it. Um, well, I think what you're doing is amazing. I'm appreciate I'm appreciative that you're out there, like giving people a good creative outlet and encouraging them leadership skills and like performance skills. I know that stuff is dramatically empowering when it comes to just life quality in general. And yeah. I'm I'm excited for your marriage. I'm excited for that relationship. And y'all are adorable together. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, I, I really also really appreciate your cosplay because you you do really good stuff. Do you want to promote your cosplay? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Your Saber cosplay. Uh, right now, it's pretty much just Galactic Star Cruiser, but I will run out of pictures eventually. And we'll do some cryptids and some Mortal Kombat and a couple of other things. Yeah. And um, well, thank you so much. And I want to thank you that you're one of our Patreon supporters, but I also want to thank everybody else that supports us on Patreon as well. Um, and not this isn't like a negative, but one one of somebody that was a supporter came in, you know, and said, Oh, this isn't very active. I don't want to support this. And Aww. I'm like, and I was like, and I was like, gas but i was like you know it was like fair point like my patreon's not really active because i put everything everywhere else i was yeah. like but so i was like first of all i know about patreon you're not getting anything extra it's just like <laughs> it's here god bless you and your family um but thank you for supporting that and to all the rest of our folks that support our patreon i appreciate it and um make sure you check out tesh's uh her site the youtube and if you're ever in west virginia track them down and enjoy your lightsaber wwe fight yeah and, and um for a bounce just want to say one more time as i make sure i say this correctly um faith and fandom is now officially a part of the love thy nerd podcast network and that means you can hear interviews first at love thy nerd.com slash faith and fandom and you can watch them at love nerd.com slash youtube and uh make sure you drop by their stuff and subscribe to that drop by Tesha's stuff and check out their things like it support it subscribe and uh if you ever want to read devotionals like the rogue one devotional or any other star wars devotional that is in our books you can head over to faithandfandom.org and hit the blog section hit star wars and all the star wars will magically be in one spot um ask you this last question is there any what's the star wars, you mentioned ahsoka is what's the star wars thing you're looking forward most to right now Ooh. Yeah, I'd say definitely Ahsoka. Okay. I'm nervous because it's a continuation of something that was animated, but I think it's going to be really cool. I feel like a lot of Rebels is that too. Not Rebels, but I feel like a lot of Mandalorian kind of yeah. takes that stride. And for me, like um, Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor, it was 100% a continuation of Clone Wars and Rebels. And I didn't watch either of those until I played it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. Um, <laughs> so I, I hope they'll do well. And, you know, I have some faith in Filoni. So yeah. cool. Well, Tesh, thank you for being on here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, it's my pleasure. And I look forward to just seeing what you guys do next. Thanks.